Hello and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And this week, we forgot to say it last time, but this week we're watching Goosebumps. It's a cute series. Ooh. Well, Ooh. I don't know. It spooked me out when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really interesting concept selling uh, horror stories for 7 to 12 year olds. <laughs> for very small children. Yeah. Um, which, it's an interesting concept, but I guess little kids like scary stuff too. I... I didn't like adult scary things, but I did like Goosebumps. <laughs> like, um, when I was younger, the Saw movies started coming out, uh-huh. and they gave me nightmares. Uh, yeah, I can understand that. There were, <laughs> there were so many movies that were just on television that were, like, way too serious and grim. Or yeah, just a like child my super age gory. when I was channel surfing. <laughs> uh, but but Goosebumps, I think, is is good for the the age group that it aims for. Yeah. Um... Uh, when I was a, a kid, I got not got, but I we had the VHS Goosebumps movies. Uh huh. The one I remember specifically is the one about the plant. Um, which one is that? I'm trying to remember more than the one about the plant, but it was like, I'm just Googling it. (laughs) I can remember some of the, uh, various spooks and scary friends who were a part of this book series, but, uh. It was called Stay Out of the Basement, and their, like, dad or something, I guess, was some sort of scientist. Yeah, and... they were kind of scary, kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, their dad is a plant or something weird. <laughs> <laughs> It's always got a twist towards the end. Yeah. Um, but I liked that one a lot. We had we definitely had that one on, on VHS. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing while I was looking it up on Wikipedia is that the VHS movies uh, were also aired in the TV show, but they were aired in parts and they the parts were not consecutive. Yeah, I don't really get it. Yeah, so the very first three episodes of Goosebumps is, um, hold on, I'm looking for the very very (laughs) first one. The first one, The Girl Who Cried Monster, the second one, The Cuckoo Clock of Doom, and the third one, Welcome to Camp Nightmare. I remember, honestly, this whole beginning segment could just be, oh, I remember there was this one story that was like this, oh, that was weird. Oh, I remember there's this other story that was like this, oh, that was weird. Right, also, I literally just read Wikipedia wrong, because it's all, like, really confusing on the Goosebumps page. Really? How so? Um, those are some of the books that were made into episodes, that were, like, Uh released while the show was being released. 
I wonder if they made an episode out of the, like, Lizard People book. The I don't remember that one. It was one about this kid, this, like, bullied nerd kid who finds out about this conspiracy of lizard people. Uh, and he starts mm-hmm. ingratiating himself to them uh, to, like, find out what their plot is. In the end, it turns out it's like, oh, we're going to have everyone drink this potion that turns them into lizard people too and it's like yes you are one of us you're you're a very good lizard person uh and then he like stein is a conspiracy theorist yeah he got into the he got into deep cover and then he he got he got flipped over to the lizard people's side and he like drank the potion to like blend in with them weird He's like, you know what? I'm going to stick to being a lizard person all the time now. The lizard people treat me better than real people. (laughs) Okay, so I found the episodes. Um, The first two is the Haunted Mask Mm -hmm. two-parter. But the Haunted Mask part two doesn't happen until like mid-season two. What? So there's another two-parter of the Haunted Mask, like the year after that interesting so do we want to watch the two-parter as two episodes like we've done in the past or do we want to watch the the first three stories are we going to get cut off in the middle of the story if we watch them individually um so the the first two episodes are the two-parter the haunted mask which I have definitely seen and remember. Mm-hmm. Um, the third episode is the Cuckoo Clock of Doom, which I don't remember. And then the fourth episode is the Girl Who Cried, or the fourth slash third, I guess, is the Girl Who Cried Monster, which is about a librarian. I have it pulled up on Netflix now, and that's not the order that's on Netflix at all. Oh, good. What does Netflix have? Uh the netflix has episode one is the girl who cried monster episode two is it came from beneath the kitchen sink and three is the cuckoo clock of doom what the fuck (laughs) the i mean wikipedia is very explicit with the air dates yes also looking this up i see that there are like three other rl stein shows or movies yeah well they um they like rebooted goosebumps i think more than once what the books are or show the show because they did goosebumps and then they did like a real goosebumps or something stupid like that the real goosebumpers <laughs> uh, i know they did the jack black movie like uh yeah the new movie a few ago? years ago yeah which was not something i paid much attention to <laughs> oh no 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 the the third season was under the name Ultimate Goosebumps instead of... The, the Ultimate Goosebumps? Yeah. So, like, what? better Goosebumps than before. Ultimate is not a word that you use in horror. Ultimate is <laughs> what you use in front of a... That is a suffix... Wait, a prefix? A, a Spider-Man prefix. <laughs> That's a, a, horror a prefix, prefix for, like, Spider-Man or someone. Okay, so yeah. I vote that we watch, um, I guess, the first three that are listed on Netflix. Because, like I said, I definitely remember The Haunted Mask. Yes, it should be easier slash more terrible. 
more terrible if we watch the ones that we don't remember? Yes, it's going to be, this is going to be, I mean, it's not going to be fun, but it might be fun. Yeah, so uh, we're going to go watch the first three episodes as listed on Netflix, and we will get back to you with our thoughts. On this goofy, goofy show. (laughs) Bon appetit. Yeah, we just watched some kind of spooky, kind of not television <laughs> uh, from when maybe, we were like two. Maybe if it was 2000, I would have been scared. Maybe. But uh, not so much. Yeah, not so much nowadays. But I had a lot more fun than I thought I was gonna. Definitely. It's it's super not the worst show we've ever watched. Yeah, we've watched some pretty bad stuff. <laughs> you know, despite the, like, weird acting. Uh, I think that the bad acting is part of the charm. That's part of why it's pretty good. I mean, yeah. there is... Um, me and my dad and my brother have this, like, thing for, like, really bad movies made with no budget whatsoever. And you mean like uh, an enjoy watching it together thing? Yeah, I think it might f- kind of fall under that category of just really enjoying bad stuff. Because <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, this is good bad. This isn't bad bad. Yeah, I've definitely seen bad bad. Yeah, the kids are definitely giving it their all with their acting and the adults not so much. I still I still maintain that the like 6-year-old in the third episode was the best actor of the whole the whole everything we watched. He was believably 6 years old. Yeah, well he was believably like anxious about the situation. He's a believable 6-year-old with anxiety. How does that even happen? <laughs> He was like, oh no, I'm six years old. And then when the, you know, then when the kid was 12 and went back in time, he was just like, I'm in a time warp. I'm in a time warp. (laughs) And the parents are like, oh, sweetie, you must be ill. I am, (laughs) I am very worried for your health. (laughs) Yeah, that's generally how every episode went. Oh God, something weird is happening to me, a child. (laughs) Ha ha, child, we don't believe you. Twist at the end. Well, the child resolved all their problems on their own. Adults are useless. <laughs> well, I would say the first episode, uh, the parents solved the problem. Well, that's true. That's the second most common Goosebumps plot, where it's like, psych, actually, it was not people the whole time. Yeah, I, I was going to say that they did still do the thing where they were like, we don't believe you. That So the first episode, the librarian was a monster. And honestly, he wasn't doing anything wrong. He was just eating his lunch. He Yeah, so she, like, comes in and sees his, like, gross monster face. Which, by the way, you know, the makeup, the props, I thought that was pretty good. It was pretty gross. And so it was pretty good. Like, 
his whole like monster face in the first episode i think was was really well done yeah we see the parents like snake faces for less than two seconds but that one gets a lot of screen time i guess they were proud of it yeah i would have been it's it's just like all of the all of the computer generated effects look really weird because they are mid 90s computer generated effects the best one was in episode three when he was running down the green screen oh, hallway and he, like his feet were clearly not connecting with the floor. He was very obviously running in place and there was like a hallway zooming out behind him and you could see like around his hair where the green screen was fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. If, if you weren't paying attention, it would have seemed almost dreamlike. <laughs> But yeah, the the monster in the first episode, she just walks in and he's just eating crickets. He's just like having lunch. And she's like, he's a monster. We have to kill him, basically. Like, chill. Well, I mean, it turns out that she's from a family of monsters who eat other monsters, so. Yeah, but. (laughs) Kind of recontextualizes it a bit. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, at, at the end, you know, the twist is that they were the monsters and they're snake people all along and that like if yeah. there are, if there are other monsters in town they have to eat them because they can be the only monsters in town yeah it was obvious that they were just doing their best to justify why they were acting so weird for the majority of the episode yeah i i would say out of the well definitely the third episode was my favorite the the cuckoo clock episode um, I want to say the second one was my second favorite, but only because there was a dog. Mm, the second one was my favorite. <laughs> really? Because of the dog and because of X-Files kid. Oh, yeah. That kid was pretty good. So they like, it's like a killer sponge, basically. The episode's yeah. called um, It Came From the Kitchen Sink or something like that. Yeah, episode three I didn't enjoy that much because that six-year-old was so anxious that it made me anxious. Because it's like, you're six years old and you're anxious. I have, I have so much reason to be anxious all the time. <laughs> I mean, do you have an- anxiety because you're actually a 12-year-old, but you're a six-year-old? No, I don't have anxiety because of that. Well, there you go. Oh, boy. <laughs> but the second one, I don't know. It was just weird, like... The solution um, was that the sponge loves bad things and hates good things. Yeah. So she like gives it a little home with like a rainbow and tells it like, happy morning, good morning, beautiful, like every day to keep it under control. Yeah, you just have to keep feeding it compliments and stuff and it'll turn in from a bad luck charm into a good luck charm. And, and the like shitty ending twist was... Um, Earlier in the episode, X-Files kid mentions a killer potato and she finds a killer potato. And I'm like, just kind of arbitrarily. (laughs) That was a boring episode. (laughs) I thought it was funny in how bad and silly it was is why I liked it. (laughs) Uh, The dog and the X-Files kid were the redeeming qualities. Absolutely. The first episode was kind of boring. I, I thought the first episode was better than the second one, even though, like, not a lot happened. I thought the first one I was just... interesting at the time, but looking back at it now, it was just like, no, you just had, like, a really creepy adult making me kind of wigged <laughs> out. I mean, to be fair, 
uh, I have a special place in my heart for practical effects. Yeah, so I can understand why you're especially jazzed by that episode. Yeah, the effects in the second episode were literally, like, we put eyes on this sponge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode two was super cheap. <laughs> so, yeah, the the acting all around was uh, not great. Again, except for the anxious six-year-old. Yeah. Um, I mean, the parents were literally the same in every single episode. Like, even the writing was the same. They had, like, a really super flat delivery. Yeah, I'm like, you have different actors for the parents every time. How come that they're indistinguishable? Michael, I told you not to do that. (laughs) Oh, sweetie, why are you screaming? I know why you're screaming. It's your sixth birthday. Do you have a fever? (laughs) Like, honey, that's just a kitchen sponge. (laughs) Oh, boy. There's no such thing as a toe biter. Goosebumps. Teaching children from ages 7 to 12 that you can't trust your parents. <laughs> Unfortunate. Not when you really need them. But I guess the parents are... They're really unimportant. Yeah, these are threats that are of a low enough level. Well, except in episode 1. In episode 1, the parents solved the problem for their kids. Even though it seems like they were the worst parents of them all, it turns out they were kind of the best. Yeah, they just kind of ate the other guy and they were like... And then they were like... It was kind of weird because they were talking about like snake person puberty. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, soon you're going to grow your fangs and transform and it's going to be beautiful. (laughs) Like, okay, thanks mom. Just normal parent talk. I just saw you eat a dude. Thanks, mom. Yeah. I mean, they did, like, eat a dude who thought that their child was a regular human and was going to eat her and was being a creep. So it's like, they defended their offspring, and they were only joking about eating their kid's friend. (laughs) Uh, There's definitely, like, a, I don't know, kind of like a stranger danger element. Yeah. It's okay, kids. If you call stranger danger, your parents will eat them. Well, I just mean, not even in only in that episode, but like, I mean, it's a good thing to teach kids, I guess, to be wary of, of weird strangers. Well, but like weird people well, in, in your community. Episode, yeah, I mean, he wasn't a stranger, but he like came to her house while she was the only one at home and was like, can I come in? And she was like, fuck you. <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> like, good. Do yes. Do that. Teach that to kids. Yeah, children need to know. Um, And then uh, in the third episode, the Cuckoo Clock episode, when six-year-old, 12-year-old Michael is, like, running through the streets on his own, like, a weirdo starts following him, and then his dad gets him. Yeah, what was up with that? There was no reason for that. Well, again, I think it's more of the, like, stranger danger theme that they're trying to teach kids. Like, hey, if you're really young... Don't go out into the city by yourself because there are weirdos. Was it around like 1995 that the Stranger Danger thing was in like full swing? Yeah. So like um, at the beginning of like the internet, everyone started really freaking out about stuff like that because it it didn't become more prevalent, but it became more public. Hmm. 
like it became easier to spot i guess um awareness was raised yes definitely awareness was raised kind of in that time period i remember when i was uh growing up uh i wouldn't say yearly but near yearly we had like like presentations in the cafeteria about telling strangers on the internet your name and shit like that yeah i feel like that definitely happened all the time but i can't really specifically remember anything yeah well i remember um (laughs) i remember it because they inadvertently taught us how to stalk people (laughs) so well so they were like this is how easily you can be looked up on the internet and it and it had um you know the the girl's blog or whatever and she had her full name on there Mm -hmm. and and then it was like oh and my brother is mikey jr so the person googled like michael and then her last name to get her dad's name and then from that got his like address from the yellow pages i mean at that point you're teaching children how to stalk each other Exactly. I was like, you you could have made the point that you're trying to make without literally showing us step by step how to stalk somebody. Yeah. Trying to scare those kids straight, all you did was scare them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much the only thing I remember from those presentations, because I kind of blocked them all out because I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm not giving anyone my last name. Fuck off. Like, I know I know how to internet. I am 12. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not really something I'm worried about anymore. I mean, we are adults now. Like, I meet strangers on the internet for fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I've got a lot of you know fan groups that i'm a part of and we do meetups all all the time and yeah i understand it's just like a normal thing like your mom does this <laughs> you know i want to say like every six months your mom is like flying off to meet some people that she met online uh yeah i suppose so i <laughs> it would be weird if you were younger for her to be doing that but now that you you're old and you know better Mm-hmm. I guess it's fine. <laughs> You're smart enough to probably not get scammed. <laughs> and probably is good enough. <laughs> uh, so were you ever a little bit spooked during these three episodes? Um... Were you? Um... In the third episode, they had those, like, dumb jump scares, but they didn't even, like, surprise me. Yeah, nothing ever jump scared me, but the third episode made me a little anxious. Yeah, the third episode was like, oh god, he's gonna disappear forever or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they had, like, the weird jump scares kind of thrown in. They were literally one after the other. Yeah. Time traveling resulting in someone no longer existing is a bit frightening in general for everybody. Um, the only time I was really worried was, um, I was worried that the dog in episode two wasn't going to come back. That was the only thing I was really concerned about. Yeah, because I was like, there's no way that tiny sponge ate that whole dog. And you were like, I don't know. 
you know, kid show logic, and then the dog came back at the end of the episode, and I was like, thank god. Yeah, considering <laughs> it's a dog, I should have realized they wouldn't do that to the chillins. Well, I mean, dogs are fair game in children's media, apparently. You know, all the movies we watched when we were kids where the dogs died. That's true. <laughs> Man, children don't deserve that. <laughs> but it's okay, killer lives. Yeah. I forgot the dog was named Killer. It's a good name. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, actually, I don't. Killer's <laughs> not a good name for a dog, in my opinion. Um, When I was younger, one of my neighbors had a Pomeranian and three Rottweilers. Uh-huh. Um, and the Pomeranian's name was Killer because the Rottweilers deferred to the Pomeranian 100% of the time. Excuse me? They, like, deferred to the Pomeranian. Like, whenever um, it came time to eat, like, when it came food time, the Pomeranian got to eat first. They're they're so nice. They, like, because the owner would, like, you know, scoop out the food into the three bowls, and the Rottweilers would wait for the Pomeranian to finish before they would start eating. What the hell? <laughs> in that case i think it's a very good name i think they're just very nice dogs <laughs> we're very off topic i love dogs yeah me too <laughs> um, um so as as an adult would you watch more of this show would i i mean it was like dumb fun it's a lot of episodes, though. It is a lot. I wouldn't watch the whole thing, but I can see... Um, so, today, and by today I mean the day that this is being put out, today is Halloween. Mm-hmm. And we are... Me and you are going to, like, kind of a really small Halloween gathering yeah, tomorrow. Just a little thing, because everyone is so busy all the time. I can see us, you know, getting together with our friends and watching an episode of an episode or two of Goosebumps to be like, haha, dumb things that are scary for kids. Yeah, I can see us doing that every now and then, I suppose. Because I, I don't know, I think it would, it's an enjoyable thing to like put on in the background when you're hanging out with friends, but you, you just kind of want something on that you're not going to pay attention to. Uh, I have plenty of other preferable alternatives to that, personally. <laughs> well, we have our, our one friend who just puts on disney movies that's true and it's like oh we've all seen this movie 300 times so we're not really enraptured or anything yeah hmm maybe i should put more things on in the background in my life (laughs) maybe Mm -hmm. but i i could see this show as being as being a background show just like Something light and easy to to just put on while you're doing homework or something else. That's because you like the spooks. It's not spooky, though. Yeah, but that's why you would leave it on in the background. (laughs) I mean, when when I was a kid, I probably hated it. Because when I was young, I did not like horror in the slightest. Oh, really? I didn't know that about you. No... Like I said, it gave me nightmares, and my older brother loved horror, so I would, like, walk in when he was watching Jeepers Creepers or something, and then get really scared. 
Goose Goosebumps wasn't super scary to me, I guess, when I was a kid because I had the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Yeah. Um. Um. What are those called again? To choose your own adventure books. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess. Give yourself guess goosebumps the... is what they were called. Oh, that's a weird name for that. I don't like it. Um. Well, I, I was gonna say I, I think they do horror for kids really well because it's not actually like scary enough to give you nightmares unless you're super you know, weak-hearted, but... Uh-huh. Um, but it was still, like, entertaining and, and keeps your a kid's attention, I think. Yeah. I mean, the full title of Goosebumps is Tales to Give You Goosebumps, so I think Give Yourself Goosebumps isn't that far off. I guess. It just sounds weird. Sounds weird. I know the story of how it got its name. Well, tell it. Well, R.L. Stein was just chilling and he saw an advertisement for like, I think it was like a TV scary movie mo- marathon called like, I think it was like Goosebumps Marathon or something. No, more like, I forget exactly what it was called, but it said Goosebumps and he was just like, oh, there we go. He was like, nice. Nice, there we go. Um, Do you know some people refer to Goosebumps as Goose Pimples? Uh, or as in, like, goose flesh? Yeah. Yeah, I understand that it's got a lot of weird names, and... I hate it. I don't understand why it's called that, and I don't think I want to know why it's called that. <laughs> I I just, I feel like Goosebumps is the least offensive way to get that point across. Yeah. It's the best, what's the word? Starts with an A. I have no idea what you're trying to what you're trying to conjure up right now. It's like a word that you use to describe words that you use um <laughs> a word that you use to describe words that you use. Words that you use as sort of like a replacement for worse words. A euphemism? Something like that. Something analogous to that that starts with an A. Okay. We'll figure it out later, I guess. I, or maybe I'm just thinking of something that's not real. <laughs> Ooh, spooky. Uh, the word that never existed. <laughs> uh, do you have a rating for Goosebumps? Um, it's as sweet as Halloween candy. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. I don't... I usually have a rating list somewhere, but I lost it. <laughs> Because it's bad, but I bet that a lot of people would enjoy it, or at least some of it. But I know that yeah, like I... some people would just like have no patience for it. Yeah, I'll I'll go with sweet as well. Even though usually when I think of sweet, I think of uh, fast paced, and this was the pace was actually uh, decent. Even maybe even a little slow, just because the whole thirty minute story is just like it's like one happening stretched over 30 minutes (laughs) um well they were short little books big font yeah um but yeah i'll I'll go with sweet just for the fact that it is probably most uh 
probably kids enjoy it out of anybody. And even though it's not really fast paced, probably adults wouldn't have the patience to watch it just because it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, the kids are always going to live in the end, and there's always going to be a weird twist, and the parents are never going to believe them. Well, I mean, it is aimed at 7 to 12 year olds. I know. It has its target. It has its target demographic, and it's not interested in anything else. <laughs> as long as it's happy with that. I mean, um, the Goosebumps movie, from what I'm aware, its target demographic was older than 7 to 12. Um, the new one, not the old ones. Well, I mean, it's for, like, teens and young teens who grew up on the books. Yeah, that's what I was... I was thinking, it, rather than trying to hit, like, oh, we want to hit the people that the books were aimed at, it was trying to hit people that had nostalgia for Goosebumps. Right. Which, like, I... makes sense to me. It makes sense. I get it. I just, like... I don't know. I never saw it, so I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't know many people that thought it was super good, though. Mm, I haven't really heard much about it. But... I don't know. I think movies and remakes and stuff that are just looking for the nostalgia vote are just kind of boring to me. Well... I mean, a lot of hot take, but a lot of stuff now is remakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's some hot and, takes right there. But not all of it is aiming just to just to redeem nostalgia. Mm -hmm. um, I think a, a lot of the newer stuff that is remakes or sequels, um, I think it is aiming to bring in new fans um, rather than just target the old fans. Hmm. Well, I don't know enough about the Goosebumps movie to debate about this specific topic. Well, I didn't mean that in particular, I guess. I just, my, that was my perception of it hmm. was that it was, you know, because it was targeting older kids that it's trying to gather nostalgia rather than, get new new fans um i don't know this is a complicated issue i think that they did i think that they targeted the only audience that they could assume they had do you think kids nowadays if you showed them the 90s goosebumps tv show do you think they would like it how young are we talking here? Their age demo. 7 to 12. I think that nowadays, like, maybe like 7, 8, 9 year olds might still. But I think that like 10, 11, 12 year olds have slightly different interests nowadays. Yeah, you think they would kind of see past the... It is very 90s, and I know it was made in the mid-90s, but... This is a very old person thing to say, but I think that kids nowadays are a bit more mature than they were when I was their age. <laughs> I will say, I think it, um, it... It is kind of dated, and I think you're right in that. 
I mean, the younger you are, the less likely you are to notice that something is dated. I think. I, well, I don't know. I mean, there isn't, like, a lot of technology in these episodes. It is just a lot of, like, wandering around your city and finding spooky things. Uh Uh-huh. So in that way, it's, it's not that dated. But you can tell by the effects and everything. Uh, oh well, I don't know. I, I I don't have much to say about it besides what's obvious. <laughs> okay, well, I was just trying to fill the time so we don't run short on this, our spoopiest episode ever. No need to be so transparent. <laughs> you can just tell them to go watch more Bon Séjour. <laughs> so, I watched um, through episode 8 of Bon Séjour, and I've got two episodes left. Mm-hmm. And I still like it. Uh, If I continue liking it depends on who the killer turns out to be, because I'm very worried. You're very worried. Um, But I like the characters still and the developments and uh, some very surprising things happen. Um, I know after we watched the first three episodes, we're like, oh, this show doesn't seem like it's very dramatic in the way that American TV is. But a Definitely a few of the um, episode endings are very, very, like, oh shit. Hmm. Alright then. Well, I'm very interested in hearing more about Beau Séjour, but um, uh, this week was my pick, right? Yes. So do you know already what you're going to pick for next week? Hmm. Oh, uh, we should also mention that we're actually moving away from the weekly schedule and we're going to start keeping a bi-weekly schedule instead. Yeah, weekly was just a little too hard to juggle on top of classes, especially Everything. now that they're getting more intense. Well, um, and hopefully doing bi-weekly episodes means we can do better, less rushed episodes. Yeah, we're doing our best here with a very tight schedule. <laughs> so hopefully it'll be a win-win, but... Yeah. So not next week, but next time, uh, I uh, let's watch Neo Yokio. All right, that'll be fun. I've heard a lot of things about it. Yeah. <laughs> of varying degrees. Varying degrees of things. <gasps> uh, but yeah, um, less episodes of better quality. Yeah. So, um, yeah, hopefully everything works out in that regard. Um, We'll be able to get better episodes out and be less stressed. Also, NaNoWriMo's coming up, so I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Exciting. I hope you can finish your novel this year. Me too. I only got halfway through NaNo last year because it's very stressful. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to reading it. (laughs) No. It should be easier this year. You know what I'm looking forward to reading? What? Your book. Don't. Let's not talk about it. Anyways. <laughs> let's not record anything that anybody might not want anybody to hear. <laughs> Alright. Um, this was TV Dinner. We hope you will contact us on our email or our Facebook page or Tumblr or YouTube. Um, Tell us what you want to see or hear, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
what you want us to see. Yeah, tell us what you want us to see. <laughs> and then subsequently talk about. And we will see you next time. And I have a quote for you by Ernestine Ulmer. And that is, life is uncertain. Eat dessert first. Mm. What's the dessert in this metaphor? I, the things that you enjoy. So goosebumps. <laughs> I was hoping that would be like an episode ender, but we can keep talking. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. No, I'll just repeat it again. Oh, you're just going to say it one more time? One more time. Yeah, no, say what Say what you were going to say, and then I'll say my thing again. Um, the flower of happiness <laughs> grows within the garden of sincerity. Life is uncertain. Eat dessert first. Bye. Bye. <laughs>